0: Everybody's anybody's a good electrician, uh, let me know. Uh, I would like to help the Salvation Army in working on these lights. But, hey, it's a bit of a mood. That's all right. You know, we're into ambience, right? Wait. Maybe a little, uh, little lazier laser would help. Maybe, yeah. Yeah, we got enough out there. Okay. All right. Well, we're looking forward to, we've been looking forward to this, uh, I've had, it's amazing how many people have said to me, I didn't know there was a vineyard, another vineyard in Vancouver, so that's been probably one of the most uh, frequent responses when we announced you guys were coming, but I want you to know there is, and they're doing well, and they are a a shining light, and we are blessed to have them in the same city and and partner together, and um, I don't know if you planned on doing this, but I know we would love to hear a little bit of your story, and in terms of, yeah... Just how it all came about. Um, I, know, I know that Jacob's Well and Strathcona Vineyard are not legally the same entity, but there's a, there, there is some crossover. Yeah. And we do appreciate the gift that Jacob's Well gave us last year to help us go to Lower Post. Yeah. Yeah. We made a lot of pancakes with that. Yeah, It was incredible, actually. It was probably one of the most wonderful trips we've ever had because of the food element, so that really helped us. So Dawn is just a dear colleague and friend, you will tell when she begins to speak, that she probably wasn't born near here, but she's definitely very enculturated and uh, has, has made this her home, and we're just so grateful. She's been such an encouragement to Kathleen and I, and and, and just we highly respect and value uh, just the spiritual uh, just stature that we sense in her, just the, the hand of God in her life and her her love for um, the kingdom of God and, and doing doing the, the, the Lord's will. Hearing his voice and doing what he's saying. And uh, she's she's uh, ministered in different places. I hope she can share some of those stories too. Been, been here, been there. Uh, but I don't want to steal your fire. So let me pray for you. Jesus, thank you for our sister and our colleague. Thank you, Lord, for our friends from the Strathcona Vineyard. And Lord, we at VEV, we, we value... Uh, All those who who put themselves out there, Lord, to to, to announce the arrival of the kingdom of God and to demonstrate that as you lead. And so, as they share with us today, we pray that they would feel at home, that this would be their living room with us. And that they would uh, just be able to be family with us, kind of like extended family getting together for a reunion, Lord. Let it be that time and just let your spirit preside over this very, very powerfully and tenderly in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you.
1: Thank you very much, Gordy, for that beautiful introduction. That was a very, it's very kind and sweet of you to say those nice things about me. (laughs) Um, I also have a lot of respect for you guys and your longevity here in the neighborhood. I do. I think it bears a lot of fruit to just stay in one place for many years. I really believe that with my whole heart. So I'm English, for those of you who didn't Uh, gather that. Woo. Uh, born in Liverpool, England, home of the Beatles and many good pints of ale up there. And, um, I lived for a bunch of years in Asia with a ministry that did work amongst those on the margins. An organization called St. Stephen's Society, and I was in various places in Asia, most notably Macau, India, and Hong Kong. Very interesting, formative part of my life when I was about 20, 21. And then I've been here for about 12 years, 12 years in September. I actually came, I was on sabbatical from um, from Hong Kong, because um, I'd been there about eight years and I was just, I went to New Zealand and I came to see some friends here in Canada for two weeks, 12 years ago. And God just had some other things up his sleeve. So um, about 12 years ago, we started Jacobswell. Well, um, my friend Joyce Reese and I got together. She really had the vision for doing community amongst the poor on the downtown east side. And then um, Strathcona started about seven years ago. Now, we're actually multi-congregational church, so we have this sister congregation in, um, in, in Langley that we kind of planted out of. And it's a very interesting dynamic because we share this common vision, and we share these values, and we pool our resources together. It actually enables us to do a lot here in the downtown east side because we share the money. We just throw it all in one big pot swish it all around and then figure out how we're going to use it. But it's very cool. So we share administrators, we share our elders, directors, um, bookkeepers, and stuff like that. And we also sometimes teach and worship in each other's location. But the thing I like the most is three times a year, we gather together to celebrate both the unity of our church and the diversity. Because, you know. We've got one congregation in this suburban context and one congregation in this urban context. and It's just a very different life experience, but it's a beautiful mosaic and expression of the kingdom of God and of the community of faith. Um, Today I'm going to talk a little bit about community, and there's so much that can be said about community, right? It's always like this hot topic in our society. Um, But when I'm talking about community today, I'm particularly referring to the body of believers who follow or try to follow Jesus. It's that group, that community group who try collectively to follow after Jesus. And today, for the sake of time, I'm going, to follow, I'm going to focus on a couple of essential reasons why the community, the gathered body of Christ, really, really matters. In fact, I'm going to hone it down to two things. Number one, community calls us to be more like Jesus, it calls us to Christ likeness. And number two, community helps us to live out the mission of the kingdom of God, which is what? It's to demonstrate and live out the love of Christ in the world. And if we do this as a community here, we're going to really impact the world. Um, So if community calls us to be more like Jesus and impact the world by the way we live, why and how does that happen? I think before we begin to think about that, I want to I want you to talk to your neighbor very briefly about any experience of community that you've had that has been positive and also perhaps something that's been challenging. You've got 2 minutes, so just find somebody next to you and have that conversation. Go. Behind you, Edwin. This is not about what you're going to do for lunch. Okay? Or about Peter's haircut. Twenty seconds, ten, nine, two, one. Okay. So I hope that was just interesting, just to re- do a little bit of reflecting. Um, and before we think more about the why and the how of community, let's just name or put out there some things that we have to wrestle with straight away. You know, in our Western culture, individual, individualism, it's a mouthful, has so thoroughly shaped the way we think that sometimes we don't actually know what it means to be a Christian in community. You know, there has in the past, and sometimes in the present, there's been a tendency, and I think sometimes a danger to make the gospel about me and my experience. Jesus died for me. Jesus is my personal savior. I mean, those things are important, but sometimes the tendency, tendency is to focus more on how our own personal relationship with God is going and whether we're getting what we want personally from the community that we're a part of than how we impact and affect the community we're in. Now, I'm not saying that it's not important to cultivate our relationship with Jesus personally. But if we're talking about what it means to be a Christian, a follower of Jesus, we are essentially talking about what it means to live out our faith in community. We only have to look at the scriptures to know that they come out of a much more community-oriented belief that God is working through us collectively. I mean, think of God. God is community, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, The people of God in the Old Testament were primarily supposed to be this witness of the living God to the cultures around them as a community. And in the Gospels, Jesus lived communally in relation to his Father and the Holy Spirit. And then he fleshed this out, didn't he? By living in close proximity, life on life, with this group of followers that he had. He also taught much about how our collective life of faith impacts community, you know, when he talked about loving our neighbor, how we treat each other, this upside down nature of the kingdom, you know, the last being first, I love that you had that Mark 10 chapter, the last being first, the poor being rich, losing your life in order to find it. The emphasis always is on giving up your life, our individual life, our individualism, in order to live the life that God intended in community. much of the rest of the New Testament reminds us of how we're supposed to live in community with Jesus at the center. For example, think about um, Ephesians 5. I don't know how many of you know that, but um, this is what it reminds us of. Ephesians 5, 1 and 2. Be imitators of God. Copy God. Therefore, as dearly loved children and live a life of love... Just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. Straight away, there's this call to collectively be imitators of God. And we do this by living a life of love that involves cost, doesn't it? There's always a cost involved as we love and live like Jesus in community. Here it is again. Be imitators of God, therefore, as dearly loved children and live a life of love, Just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. And then if you read further on in the text, if you read on from verse 3 onwards, some of you will remember that it tells us how to live in community. It says, for example, in the start of verse 3, But among you, and the you here is plural, there must not be even a hint of sexual immorality or any kind of impurity or of greed. And it goes on like that. Why is this kind of transparency and honesty so important in the context of community? Because we're supposed to be light to one another and light to the world. The church, the community of faith, is supposed to reflect Christ to the world. So to be more like Jesus means to make a choice to really invest in life together with Jesus and with others. I mean, many of us know this, but sometimes we just need to be reminded of the truth of it. We can't have the benefits of being part of a loving community without the cost of loving and living a life of love. And that's the thing we have to keep choosing to do. Keep, Like, you know, Gordy was just sharing earlier, we have to keep making choices um, to posture ourselves in certain ways. I believe becoming more like Jesus only really happens in community. And for those of you who like monasticism and have an ascetic assess- posture... There are places for that, but I actually think becoming more like Jesus only really happens in community. Because it's as we live and move in community that our love for one another gets tested and stretched, and some of that ugliness comes up. And you guys know what I'm talking about, right? If you've been around long enough, you know this this is the truth. Because we're imperfect. In community, we discover that people irritate us, are hard to love. And can sometimes unknowingly offend us. But this is often when real spiritual growth can happen. Because as the dark areas of our life are exposed, the hidden sin or the undealt with emotions, they get exposed too. And as we allow God to just reveal this ugliness and deal with it, then this fruit can really grow in us. Right? In community, we also learn from one another. You know, we learn about grace and kindness and mercy and forgiveness. We learn to love and be loved, to serve and put others' needs before our own, all costly things. Community is a place where we can allow God to disciple us, and we can disciple one another. So there's this mutual beneficial thing happening. And in community, we choose to keep turning away from the idol of individualism and being independent towards Jesus and learning from his sacrificial love. Be imitators of God, therefore, as dearly loved children, and live a life of love, just as Christ loved us and gave Himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. I'm also reminded that as community, we're parts that form one body, and this is really important. You know, Romans 12:5 says this: "So in Christ, we who are many form one body, and each member belongs to all the others." There is a sense in which we belong to each other and really need each other to be able to function as a whole. So as we choose to follow Christ in community, we move from this independence to this interdependence. Interdependence towards God and towards one another. And as we do that, this life and healing and hope comes out in the name of Jesus into the community of faith and also into the world. It's this It's both this tangible thing, but it's also this mystical thing that happens. As one body following Jesus, this collective body, we realize that we need to choose to be lifelong disciples together, constantly posturing ourselves towards learning and constantly letting ourselves be formed into the image of Christ. We're learners with a definite purpose, aren't we? You know, Eugene Peterson, who's one of my favorite theologians, in one of his books, um, I think it was, uh, long obedience in the same direction, reminds us that we're pilgrims, like these, these people who trek, like these journeyers. And uh, we're pilgrims on this journey together who spend our whole lives going someplace, going to God, and his path for getting there is Jesus. So it's this, it's this idea of us like going on this long walk together, this long journey together. So firstly, community calls us to be more like Jesus, which is the thing I said earlier. Or perhaps another way of saying it is that Jesus calls us to be more like him in community. Um, And then secondly, and I don't have time to focus on this uh, too much today, community helps us collectively live out the love of God in the world. If there is anything we learn as followers of Jesus... It's that we have a command as a community to love God with all our heart, soul, mind, and strength and love our neighbor as ourselves. And then the second part is this mission of the church that Matthew 28 talks about in verse 19. Go and make disciples of all nations. It's very familiar to us. Baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. But this is the bit that really matters. And teaching them to obey everything I have commanded you. So if the community of faith... The church is to mirror Christ to the world. We can only do this if we're putting into practice what it means to live out the good news of the kingdom of God together, right? This body, all the parts um, working together. It's kind of like we practice here, and then we keep living it out wherever we are in work, at home, at school. People really get the good news of the kingdom if we're demonstrating the love of God to one another, right, don't they? I mean, some of you have really experienced that. Demonstrating the love of God with our neighbor. And in reality, we can only teach people to obey something we ourselves live right. So there's this posture of really learning to follow Jesus, become more Christ-like, and then that's how people learn about Jesus from us. So um, without further ado there's a few members of our church community who are going to share on what they are learning in community. They'll probably share some of the positive things, maybe some of the challenges, and what they've learned about themselves in the context of community, and what God has been teaching them along the way. So I'm not sure who wants to come first.
2: (laughs) All right. I'm just gonna. Have, I, I wrote down a few notes, but I don't actually know if I'm actually gonna use them because Don said so much that's been kind of wonderful, and talks so much about community. I've just got some ideas, but it's really interesting because today um, I'm speaking. My name is April. Um, my husband's Jamie. He's down with our little girl Anna, and so is Emily. And we're both from New Brunswick. Yes. So that's part of my story. Is that I'm from New Brunswick. Um, I grew up there. I attended a Presbyterian church growing up, uh, kind of like a Protestant mainland church. Um, I uh, came out this way for university, met my husband while uh, in the downtown east side living one summer uh, in a community. And from there, uh, we have, um, once we got married, my husband and I, we were looking for a church to go to. Um, That would be in the downtown east side, Strathcona area and also that would welcome all kinds of people so essentially we're looking for a welcoming community a community of christ in a place where we could we could bring along friends of ours who were of all walks of life um, coming from the downtown you so said they feel comfortable so that's what we were that's why we came to uh, strathcona vineyard and so we've been there now about five years um, it's it's been we are a really small community <laughs> especially lately um you know usually about uh, 20 people and so um our type our style of community is actually very intimate it's and it, so there's a few things that in our style of in our um, particular community that I think that I've learned not only about myself but what community means to me so um one thing about um I'd have to say actually I thought about it and I just put on my thinking cap yesterday while I had a little bit of time off from the little girl, went to a coffee shop and wrote a little bit about what it meant to me. And I decided to come up with a couple of adjectives to describe my experiences in community and particularly um, community in the context of Strathcona Vineyard, because I've been a part of a lot of different communities, a little uh, intentional community and university. I've been in different faith communities, different churches, but I wanted to say it especially with where we're at and our very, very um, intimate um, community. It's very close to my heart. And so one of them, the number one I have is participation. And then I've got um, provision. And then perseverance. So those are the three words I wanted to bring to you guys <laughs> that I've learned. Um, and I think those are, those are hard. A lot of them, you know, are hard lessons, actually. <laughs> so most of what I've learned about community um, is, comes in these. So in participation is that our community is quite small, we have to do dishes, childcare, Bible study, prayer, we do it all. So all of us are praying for each other, we're all taking a time to speak at the front, just like you guys reading the the stuff, so we're all doing it. (laughs) We don't have many fancy programs, we don't even have an overhead, (laughs) we have used overhead, we don't use a PowerPoint. Um... But the big thing for us is um, because we don't have those things, we our family especially and Stephen who lives with us, there's Stephen, hey Stephen, he lives in our house, it's our other mini little community, another guy, Berto, he works at Well. we invite people to our house and um, that's part of the participation for us is getting to know each person in our house, in our community, our church community is by inviting them over, so by now we've probably, I don't know if there's anyone here, is there anyone here from Strathcona who hasn't been to our house? You were over here, weren't you? Oh. Barbecue. (laughs) We had a barbecue, didn't we? Yeah. (laughs) Thank God we just did that. Otherwise, I couldn't have said that. That only happened about a month ago. (laughs) It was really nice to have these guys because, yeah, we hadn't had you guys over yet. And so what our challenge is, is for us, that's why, is to to do that. And so it reminds me a lot of the, the new church, of Acts um, 2.42 and onwards. Um, that was a, where they devoted themselves to prayer and to teaching and fellowship, breaking of bread and to worship. And so those are all key parts of the participation in the work of God in a community that's devoted to Christ. And they met together um, in the temple courts, but then they broke bread in their homes. And it said they were glad and sincere and they praised God and they enjoyed the favor of all people. Lord also added to their number. I'm really hoping that's going to happen. <laughs> and then I've got provision. Um, for us, my story of provision is kind of a, a, a personal one. Um, while we were in our community, I, I was just like many of you. There's so many little kids here. It's amazing. Um, but you know, many of you have babies. Um, well, also, I was in school. My husband's in school at UBC. Uh, I and um, I found out I was expecting. Completely unexpected. <laughs> So we are really, you know, what's really wonderful about our uh, the community is they banded together just like that verse and prayed, and um, and I ended up getting some financial scholarship and and whatnot to come, and that's kind of part I think partially too because our community is so faithful at uh, prayer, and then also just in providing all kinds of tangible things, and we try to do that for each other, um, and we share it in our in our actual service. We have a little time where we share and we say, "Hey, does anyone have anything they need?" So that's part of the provision piece. And um, that, that's kind of like um, what uh, we talk about when there's, you know, we want elders to pray for each other. We want, if you're in trouble, pray. And so that's just part of um, being a Christian community is praying for each other when we need it. And I think that's part of what's very special about the vineyard that we've learned in being here, because I've never been a part of a vineyard before, is to just pray for each other. And that's about providing for each other in a very spiritual way. And I know you guys do that here. It's really it's really wonderful. And then lastly, I want to try, uh, talk to you about perseverance. Um, most uh, Community doesn't just happen. It doesn't just happen all of a sudden when you get the right people together. It usually happens when you get the wrong people together and you work it out. <laughs> <laughs> Not the wrong people, but when you, you know, like Don said, when you're, all your bad side comes out and you have to just work through it. I know um, in my house, Stephen and I have kind of... We've grown like we've had our disagreements, and then we've come closer over the years. And I think really now we're really more honest with each other, and and just just able to share more openly. So I think that's that's a really hard part about the community is staying through the good and the bad when we feel, find ourselves being not Christ-like, even though we want to be, um, and finding others aren't either. And it's like, what's this kind of community? So it's in it's kind of there's a bit of suffering in in this perseverance, um, but that's told but in um, Hebrews it's or was it oh Galatians somewhere anyway somewhere it says that that's how you get good character (laughs) where did I put that I where's that Peter okay yeah so there's this whole um, you know when you persevere that you get you you become your character becomes stronger I thought I copied out that verse but anyway I didn't um so i did write a different verse out here i said let us not become weary in doing good for at the proper time we reap a harvest if we do not give up therefore as we have opportunities let's do good to all people especially those to, who belong to the family of believers and that's galatians six so i think that's a really important one is to persevere to persevere in doing good to everyone in the whole world but also especially those who who are um, our family of believers those who were counting on to pray for each other and to be a part of our community, and that's kind of what I've learned. Um, I personally can't imagine any other type of community than I have right now. Um, I enjoy the acceptance and the, uh, the um, honesty. It's, it's difficult um, a lot of the times, just uh, the challenges of kind of small numbers, but we know each other so well that there's this um, feeling like, wow, these are just my family, and I think that's also a big thing. Okay, thanks.
3: I wish I'd gone first.
0: <laughs>
3: <laughs> um, hi, my name's Emily. I've been a part of the Strathcona Vineyard for just over three years now. And um, my story is a little similar to April's, except for the getting married part. But um, I think what I've been taught by the guys in this community has, has been how to be family to people to whom you're not actually related. Um, I moved out here three years ago from New Brunswick as well. Um, And I came out for school, but because I, yeah, it was just me on my own. I didn't know anyone here. And so coming out, I was basically starting fresh. Um, And I can remember the first time I walked into Strathcona, which meets in a community center. And it doesn't look like a church. Um, and I, I came in, and um, April's husband Jamie was sitting at a table. And I came in, and he's like, Hi there, I'm Jamie, welcome. And just had that kind of immediate, I was like, Oh, I know somebody's name. It's like, It's all right, it's gonna be fine. Um, and I, I think kind of the second week I was here, April, who I didn't know, took me to Ikea, and we got some furniture for my room because I didn't have any bedding or something really necessary. Um, so these people who did not know me, um, brought me in as though we were friends already um, and really provided a point of connection for me in a city I didn't know. And I think if I could exhort you guys to anything, it would be to never underestimate the power of welcoming someone and introducing yourself. Um, to have a place where there isn't any barrier to belonging is a very powerful thing. I think especially in our culture, um, I don't know if this is true, but I've seen that it's easy in Vancouver to fall through the cracks um, and to be isolated. Um, It's easy to go through your days and maybe not connect with people on a real level. And I'm sure that's true across the board. And I think if we can be anything, uh, we should be a place where that is not true uh, of us. Uh, We should um, be making sure that we have our eyes on each other, not in a a crazy stalker way, but in... (laughs) In a way of, of you are my brother and, and i in in christ 's love i, I am i I'm, I'm looking out for you, I have your back, and you are important to me because you are important to Christ. Um, I think also one of the things I've really appreciated is um, diversity and community uh, For me, that has really come in the fact that we have some families with kids and i am not a family with kids and i really like borrowing people's kids um, so that actually has been something that's really ministered to me is being able to hold a small child through a service and and um, i think kids teach us god's heart for us just in how simple and helpless they are and and also how they smile at you when they don't know you and and these things that are that are taught to us through kids and um, being in community has allowed me to experience that even though I don't have kids of my own. And I think it'd be very easy as someone who was a student to hang around with people my own age the entire time and not hang out with kids. Also, people who are older than me. We have some lovely older people. Our, our good friend Sharon just got a knee replacement. I'm like, I have no idea what that means, but I can call you while you're in the hospital and see how you're doing. And so, this way of relating between generations is, I think, something else that can come out of community that maybe isn't modeled in the world as much as it could be and I think it's something we should be striving for. Um, I'm sure the challenges, as April said, the challenges in community are when you are small and you're annoyed with everyone. Um, Because it happens. Um, The great thing about being annoyed with everyone is that after it comes a season of being in love with everyone. um, It's, uh, I think Anytime you press through challenges, you see the fruit of that, and there's room to grow. Um, anytime we rub up against one another and get annoyed, um, there's, there's growth that happens. There's that phrase of steel sharpening steel um, in the Bible. And, and I, I think if you spend your entire life doing what you want alone by yourself, you won't grow, because why would you be challenging yourself? Um, and, and that's something that's only afforded to us by being together. I think those are my thoughts.
1: Anyone else from our community? Good. Thank you, Stephen.
4: As I was sitting there, I was just thinking, well, actually, I'll introduce myself. I'm Stephen. Um, I've been in a part of the community for just almost five years. Um, before that, I wasn't in church at all um, for about seven or eight years, but I had grown up in a Pentecostal, big Pentecostal church, probably about 2,000 people, um, of which I think my parents were the only people who actually knew my name. Um, yeah, just a very different different experience of what community was like. Um, and when I came back to my faith and came back to church, I was really adamant that I wanted to find a place where I, I would be known and people would know me and I, I could connect. Um, and Strathcona was that place for me, and uh, I think the thing that that community has taught me um, is that discipleship and, and learning how to live the life of, like Christ um, can't just be taught. I think it has to be modeled. People can explain it to you on a Sunday morning, but if you don't see how it actually works in real life, a lot of the time it's really hard to apply it to yourself and work it out. And I think that's what's been really special for me in this community is that through these really close relationships and living outside of Sundays in evenings and weekends and in hanging out and in spending all this time outside of Sunday with with my community, I've actually learned how to live this life. Um, I remember when I first moved in with Jamie in April. Um, Jamie had been living already in the downtown east side for, I think, six years before I moved in with him. And so he had been practicing hospitality and welcoming people from the margins for a really long time, and I'd never seen it kind of lived out before. And it was... I don't think I would have known how to do it or learned how to do it or learned that I even had that capacity if I had not seen it played out like... In, in the lives of Jamie and April, you know, and just how people would come and knock at their door, you know, at, at nine at night, and I'd, I'd just kind of be like, I'd be rolling my eyes and be like, no, I'm not going to answer the door. That's not, I'm, I'm not available right now. But then they would, you know, and they would, and just the sort of how they would just persevere and kind of open up and be welcoming and loving. And it just that example of how I, I learned through just the modeling of, of, the, of the life in my community. So I think that's, I think that's the thing for me is that being in a community where I, I see it lived out so that I can, I can practice it myself. Yeah.
1: Thank you guys for doing that for us. Um, well, why don't we just have a moment just to reflect on some of the things that have been shared and, um, Let's, let's just also ask the Lord if he has anything for us. Maybe there's a way uh, he wants us to pray for one another. or Perhaps there's a scripture that um, we've been, has been stirring in our hearts, perhaps a word. So just spend a little moment just reflecting, just asking the Lord, like, Lord, is there a way that I need to respond to this? Um, is there something you want to say to me, to us as a community?
5: what was put on my heart is, um, the Lord saying, get comfortable being out of your comfort zone. (laughs) And it's in line with Gordy said, you know, passing through the eye of a needle. It's, it's hard. It hurts. But, but as Christians and as followers of Christ, get comfortable because, you know, he's walking right beside you. And, um, What the Lord had also revealed to me is a little talking to as well, my attitude. I have gotten so comfortable with the downtown east side. I worked there. I've gotten so comfortable living in native housing. I've gotten so comfortable um, with um, people that are struggling financially that, um, and I found myself, I think the Lord is just convicting me of this right now it's be nice in all communities aldona you know the people that i used to be so kind to in the financial district i I'm kind of impatient now and god doesn't want me to do that it's to just be comfortable in all communities whatever community that is just get comfortable
3: hi i'm joanna and um, the thought I had in my head was a pretty simple one, but I felt an encouragement to not be afraid to share something simple. And the, th- the thought that came to my head, um, just as you were so gracious to share today, uh, was that you're, you're a light. Your community is being a light. And, um, and you're not hiding yourselves. And you're not saying, I'm not available, it's 9 o'clock. And so you're not, you're not putting it under a basket.
1: Oh, yay. Way to go. Yeah. You know, just on that word, so over the seven years that we've been in existence, you know, when peep, there's, a lo- there's a lot of transients in the downtown east side and in Vancouver as a whole, right? People coming and going, part of it is it's really expensive to live here. There's many different reasons why people have to move out of the city. But often what we do when people go is we ask them to come and give us an exhortation. And, you know, there's so many times when that word light, lighthouse, light on a hill has come up that it's just like, we're just like, okay. It's like year after year after year, person after person. So it's actually really encouraging to hear that. Anybody else before we start to pray?
4: Hi, I'm Paul. I'm Paul, and uh, I just had an image in my mind of, like, six bibles and six bibles i don't know it was like six bibles here and six bibles there like maybe the the showbread in the temple or something like that you know six and six right but uh uh and then a peacock and what the idea was that god is not content to let this word just be an objective word to us he wants to weave it into us right he wants to weave it into our garment like in psalm 45 the bride is all glorious within her clothing is wrought of her clothing is embroidered work of fine gold and that gold typifies, I believe, the divine nature of God and the, the, the trying of our faith, more precious than of gold that perisheth, right? So he wants to weave it into us. He wants to make it a part of our life. And that's, uh, that's my word. Thank
6: you: very, Thank
1: you very much. Well, always, Edwin, you want to say quick.
4: Just a quick word. I felt the Lord speaking to me saying that uh, I have shown you awakening. You are in my soul, saying that uh, he's shown you the the light and the awakening in your hearts and that you're part of him. And being part of him means being part of the whole body.
1: Thank you. Thank you very much. Thank you. So always at Strathcona, we pray. Because always there's somebody who has some kind of need. So sometimes we pray for healing. Sometimes we pray, you know, for the coming week. Um, so everybody gets to play. Um, so why don't we do this? Why don't we just um, begin to pray for one another? Maybe there's somebody that you, if you look around the room, maybe just ask the Holy Spirit, is there somebody I'm supposed to go and pray for and encourage? And maybe it's just a word of encouragement to keep persevering, like April said, or to keep being open, you know, open to our, each one another. And um, even like what you shared, to not become, have reverse marginalization towards those who have, right? And which can happen when we live in this community, right? So um, why don't we just spend some time just actually looking around, just ask the Holy Spirit, who am I supposed to go and pray and encourage and then and then move towards that? And we'll just spend, you know, five, ten minutes Praying for one another.
0: Just take a few minutes just to, to uh, pray as Don said. Uh, please don't leave. We still have a couple things we want to do before we go, okay? So we'll formally dismiss by 12.15. Uh, kim 's got something to share for us big, first of all, big thank you to Don and Strathcona for sharing this morning. you guys That was very rich. Thank you I believe that that was that was very timely for us because we're we 're kind of on this journey right now of, of in, in, in various uh, contexts uh, wanting to live that out uh, but with our geographical challenges of being all over the the, the, the city and different parts, even other cities, uh, we're hoping that some of these uh, communities that have started, home groups, small groups, uh, can, can begin to enter into that kind of life that you're talking about. And uh, so it was very timely and very rich for us to hear. Thank you for that. Um, it was, uh, Shannon had a birthday this week. Happy birthday, Shannon. <laughs> Rick had a birthday this week. I think. Happy birthday, Rick. We love you guys. And uh, we celebrate you. And Kim's got an announcement. Come on up. Make sure you all stay, by the way, for lunch if you can. Kim has said that she's going to leave some of her banana bread here today.
7: All right. Could you please go sit with your wife? I need to delay here for about 10 seconds. Can you open that door up for Anna? So the the kids are coming up. Um, I think the parents still have to go downstairs to sign them back out. But we did want the kids to come up for this. Come on. So, it is Pastor Appreciation Month, Clergy Appreciation. And thank you, Anna, for um, remembering and reminding us and get us, getting us all motivated at home group. So, uh, God speaks about appreciation of our pastors in Hebrews thirteen seven. Appreciate your pastoral leaders who gave the word of the Lord. Take a look at the way they live. And let their faithfulness instruct you as well as their truthfulness. Our pastor is a very special person. He is our leader, our spiritual guide, and our partner in ministry. Hank, when people ask me about the vineyard, it's definitely the people. But I think not to like put anybody at higher or lower, but Gordy's passion each and every Sunday Our first home group a couple weeks ago, one of the newer people said something about, when I first started coming to the vineyard, I used to cry at everything, and then I'd be embarrassed to come back. And we went around the room from that very new person all the way to however long Bob and Anna were coming here, and everybody said the same thing. So did I, so did I. Like It's just the passion of this whole vineyard that we love so much. So it's biblical for a church to recognize and honor the godly ministers who serve faithfully the flock of God. Paul wrote the, the following words to the church in 1 Thessalonians 512 12-13. Now we ask you, brothers, to respect those who work hard among you, who are over you in the Lord, and who admonish you. Hold them in the highest regard, in love, because of their work. So it's clear from scripture that faithful and dedicated members of our church are worthy of appreciation and honor. So we're just going to have a little uh, picture show here. And it certainly doesn't reflect all the many years that Gordy was here. Scott and I have been here now. It'll be four years next month we've been coming here. And... um, it's kind of thankfully to Facebook, we were able to pull some pictures off. So just sit back for a couple of minutes as we see a few pictures of Gordy's life with us. And then um, we'll have you guys up here for a quick little presentation. So Gordy and Kathleen, if you could both come up, please. So we we have got a cake for you that we'll share and cut at the lunch. So if, for those of you that aren't staying for lunch, if you want to grab a piece of cake, and it's so for you. Pink is gratitude and appreciation. And there's a banana bread here for you too to take home. And inside this bigger envelope are a bunch of messages from everybody and just some thoughts on how you, you have all impacted all of our lives and how you've been such a blessing to all of us. So we thank you very much. And uh, maybe as we close today, if anybody uh, wants to come up and pray for Kathleen and Gordy, or if you want to... Reach out to a neighbor for any further prayer. Uh, We ask you to do that. And if you want to say something,
6: you know, there was a few years ago, and I didn't want to be called a pastor. (laughs) Confession time, because I always saw myself out in the community doing. Some of you know, or some of you don't know, I do ESL work, and I spend you know twenty some hours with Koreans or. Um, more recently I've been working with some Iranians, and, uh, of course, I've always worked with Chinese, Asian people. And I've always, you know, years ago I saw myself, well, you know, I'm not really a pastor. You notice they managed to get that little S at the end, pastors. And then the the Lord took me into this kind of season of repentance because I realized, you know what? Unless I can really, even if I reached people, you know, then, then, then Gordy and I, you know, started to get so pastored and loved uh, through you guys through what we went through with our own kids then i you know it just it's been years now and I just I, I, I see myself as a pastor, but you know before I saw myself as well i 'm an evangelist or you know i 'm out there in the community but you know so this is a very special tender moment that I can stand here with gordy of course, gordy he's the he's been the shepherd um, big you know follower of of Jesus leading the sheep i mean he he even when he was like six or seven years old, I guess he played preacher, he made his brother and sisters sit down and he got up on a little box or something and you know when I was little, I played teacher, and my dad got me a desk and i I, I love teaching, I love teaching children, I love teaching, but you know what this is very, very special to my heart because without being able to have that shepherding heart, you can't reach people. So I just really appreciate this, Kim. It's very, very special. Thank you so much.
0: Yeah, Kim, Kim kept trying to get, get me to give her five minutes at the end of the service, and I kept saying, well, you know, we have a guest speaker, and, you know, there's a lot going on. And she says, oh, it won't take very long. And she, uh, she had to cajole me today, so you really got me. You got me. So thank you thank you everyone. That's very special. We love you. thank you and uh yeah uh, let's let ooh, I get some more. All right thank you, nori thank you and uh and thank you thank you for uh, just being a fun fun place to to pastor it's I was thinking the other day um I think it's been 16 years 17 years I've been pastoring here and living and part of the church for 19 20 years um I I I love pastoring here I love Vancouver I love this church I love this setting uh it's it's a dream it's a dream for me um uh, and it's a it's an ongoing adventure you never know which way it's going to turn um but uh, it's uh, it's it's painful. Uh, the the transient sometimes is, is is very difficult, but just the way that uh, that God just came, continues to pop surprises uh, is just such a privilege. So it's a privilege to journey together with you and to walk with you, and today to to, to, to learn about our sister vineyard, the the uh, Strathcona Vineyard. And uh, well done to you guys for your. Uh, commitment and permanence and faithfulness and uh, those highs and lows they will come but uh, we love you and we're for you and we're praying for you and uh, we honor you Don and your leadership today as well for the Strathcona Vineyard. So let's let's eat uh, go downstairs I don't know if it's organized Uh, we kind of yeah we might have yeah give us a couple minutes uh, visit a little bit And uh, then join us downstairs if you can for lunch. Thanks again, everybody. God bless you.